The following episode contains spoilers for Piku Niku. Um, Tim, Slade isn't here at the moment, so while he's out the room, I have an idea for a quick game on uh, on uh, while we do the Piku Niku episode. All right. I... I'm going to give you a word and I want you to give me a word and we'll see how many times we can say it throughout the episode. And if he notices you saying it, you lose. All so right, what, what word do you want me to say? Uh, I'm going to go with shrimp. Okay, and I want you to say twig. All right, perfect. That's fine. We'll All see right, how many times cool. we can let's, work it let's... in. All right, let's get into the episode. All right. Welcome to Video Game Club, a fortnightly podcast where we discuss video games that myself, uh, Tim Fitzgerald, uh, and Joey Fitzgerald, my brother, and Slade Island all assign each other for two weeks. Uh, As mentioned, I'm your host, Tim Fitzgerald, and I'm joined by my brother, Joey Fitzgerald. Hello, nice to see you. Welcome back to Video Game Club. And then, of course, our good friend, Slade Island. Hello. Hello. Um, So just before we get started, um, we kind of have like a little discussion Uh, A little, you know, hey, what's your favorite question uh, in video games? And for mine this week, it is going to be, what is your favorite video game crossover of all time? Ooh, who are you throwing that at first? Um, I'm going to go to Slade first. That's an awful person to go to first, because I can't think of one off the top of my head. The only thing that comes to mind for some reason is the the Persona Q games, which is kind of neat in their own remark because yeah. it um so joe you don't know this because i don't think you've ever played the persona series no nope. um each game essentially has like you know its own separate canon i suppose like you know it's not one continuing story and the q games is kind of like a fun little get together of those characters and send them through a story uh nice. yeah it's it's neat but I guess the stuff in Animal Crossing sounded neat, where it's like they have the Zelda stuff you can get in the Mario things. I was wondering where you were going with that. I was like, <laughs> I was like you know, squirrels are real. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, the last the last couple of episodes, Slade said that Japan was his favorite fictional place in a video game. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> also true. Also true. Um, also true. Yeah, I but- think um, I, I think. It, uh, only a couple come to mind. My original one I was going to say was uh, Smash Brothers, but I haven't really played Smash Brothers since it was on the Nintendo 64. So I don't know if that can count. And then while Slade was talking, I'm so glad you went to him first. Uh, Monster Hunter did a crossover with Metal Gear Solid. Um, and while I've not played it, I've seen a fair amount of content from it. And that looked really, really cool. Really You're cool. You're talking about Monster Hunter World? Uh, well, Monster Hunter. It, it, ah, it right. crossed over at some point with Metal Gear Solid. Because um, um, I know World did crossovers with Devil May Cry, Resident Evil, Street Fighter. Nice. Uh, they, did a, they did a Witcher crossover that was really cool. Um, yeah, they, they've done all sorts. Do you think that's just marketing? I think two people in marketing got together and had a good conversation. Um, I mean, especially when you consider that most of the crossovers they do, they do are Capcom internal crossovers. Because obviously Monster Hunter is a Capcom game, it'd be pretty easy to get the license. Uh, but for them to do like an entire Witcher quest where you track down the monster in the style of the Witcher, really fucking cool. Really, really cool to do. Um, 
How about you, Tim? What's your favourite? Um, I was going to say Smash Brothers Ultimate just for like the sheer quantity of crossovers. Mm. You know, if you consider you've got everyone from like the Mario series, the Zelda series, Final Fantasy, the Persona series. You didn't. Oh, I don't have Tinkle. Okay, Get I'm gonna the fuck out of here, Tim. You, you can make a me of Tinkle. <laughs> um, yeah, no, characters. Final Fantasy, uh, Arms, uh, Banjo Kazooie was recently added. It's Link, not in Ultimate. Yeah, he is. <laughs> there's three versions of Link. Um, there's Breath of the Wild Link. Young. Oh, that's from the Zelda. Yeah, he's. I think he's being facetious. <laughs> um, so oh, we've got okay. Breath of the Wild Link, Young Link from the Ocarina of Time and uh, Majora's Mask games, and Toon Link from uh, the Wind Waker, Spirit Tracks, and Phantom Hourglass games. Other than that, I'd probably say something like Marvel vs. Capcom just because it's such a wacky series. Yeah, I, I also, I, I don't know why it came to mind. I think it's because I, I watched someone on t- Twitch and he's been forced to play Jump Force, but I, I did not want to give that game any credit because it is beyond horrendous. Um, how many hours do I have in that on Steam? Let me quickly check. <laughs> I, I don't remember who... Uh, Tim, I think if it's any more than one... Uh, seven hours. Not okay. <laughs> I don't know who bought that for me, but I remember it was, and I think it was just for the fact it's got the JoJo characters in it. Yeah. And I tried to play it. Did they I buy think it so. for I don't, you? I don't... Did they buy it for you as a joke? You know, good question. I don't remember. I think it was Jake who bought it, and I... Yeah. yeah probably... The whole idea is that obviously we have we have this good friend of ours, Jake, um, and he and I play a lot of fighting games together, um, and we just wanted a dumb, stupid game that we could just you know turn our brains off and hit buttons to with recognizable characters. And it just so happened there's some characters from the JoJo Bizarre Adventure series, uh, a series I introduced Slade to a little while ago, and um, we we were basically just like let's just hit buttons and hype shit's going to happen. It's a, it's a good turn your brain off game, but that's about it. I think that may probably because I'm not a fan of anime, it, it washes over me so so much. Can I just rewind all the way back to the introductions, mm-hmm. Slade? I did not know you pronounce your surname Island. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Let me guess, Eland. I thought it was Eland or Elian. No, Elian sounds like Norwegian or something. Yeah, the last name Island is allegedly British. It's, surely it's from Ireland. You do seem like a very British gentleman to me, Slade. Nothing about you says American. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, nothing. I know I've told Slade the story. I don't know if I've told you, Joey, about the time that I got kicked out. Uh, well, not kicked out. Uh, that someone um, yelled at me in a Whataburger in Texas for being British. No. Were you called a red coat? Uh, I was. Um, um, I was in there. This is when I was living there. Um, I went in there for lunch one day, and uh, and I was like, oh, can I just get grilled cheese or whatever? And someone came over to him and went, you're not from around here, are you? And and I went, no. And he went, when you're from England, and he went, fucking red coat, and walked out. (laughs) I would have the same reaction, to be honest. If if you were ordering a grilled cheese in a place called Whataburger. He was a vegetarian vegetarian living in Texas. That's, That's... And an atheist. Cold. I, I feel Not like now, the, I've seen the light of brisket. I feel like uh, being, you know, in Texas, I think it's actually worse to be a vegetarian than it is an atheist. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I mean, feel like that's yeah. actually the more offensive of the two. Well, before I we mean, get too offensive, let's let's not forget that we do have listeners in Texas. So uh, I think they'd agree shout with Shout out me. to y'all. 
Last last time we pissed off Undertale fans. This time Texans. Where can we aim for next? <laughs> Texans are the ones with guns. I'm more concerned about them. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, uh, should we move into the game of the uh, game of the week? Yeah, what is the yeah. game of the week? Uh, it is Piku Niku. It's a game that I assigned you guys two weeks ago. It's a little indie platformer game uh, developed by Sector Dub and published by Devolver Digital, who makes some really good stuff. Um, it released in 2019. It's available on the Switch, Xbox One, uh, the Windows Store, Google Stadia, Linux, Mac, and Steam. Um, probably even PS4 as well at this point as well. Uh, it received a 74% on Metacritic and a 10 out of 10 on Steam. There's no way you can't play it. It's relatively cheap, and if, it, and if you've got Game Pass, it's free. It's um, I, th- I think it's a fun little romp. Um, the reason I chose this game uh, for this for this little session is just because of its charm. I think it's an incredibly charming little game. Uh, it doesn't take long to beat. The characters are quirky and fun. Um, it's got a solid sense of humor, and it's not exactly a commitment uh, out of running it about. I mean, how long did it take me to beat it on um, on Discord? Was it three hours? Yeah, about three hours. About three hours. Um, it's not a commitment. I'm gonna I'm gonna chuck uh, straight over to Joey for his thoughts on this. <sighs> Meh. I, I, right. I, 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 I <laughs> see you next it. week, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I That's such a great start. Start to finish, I thought yes, okay, it's charming, but it felt very uh, i think hollow is is how i would describe it at first i went into it thinking oh this little shrimpy character is um kind of cute the one that you play as you're greeted by a ghost it's quite a funny little charming way to be greeted it was a nice tutorial but all the while while you're doing it and and tim i'm sure you'll come on to this this mr sunshine is in the background and my thought, and and because of games that I've played, went to this game isn't as cutesy as as it comes off to be. I thought it would get really dark, and and in a sense, it sort of does, but in the least dark way possible. Um, I think there was areas in it where I thought, what was the point in going there? There was things to collect, <laughs> and I thought they're just here to pad the game out. I think it was fine, and if it took me any more than three hours to beat, I would have been really annoyed about it. So there's my glowing <laughs> recommendation of Piku Nuki. All right. So you're you're giving it the same ten out of ten at ten as on Steam, yeah? Yeah, ten out of ten. All right. I'll buy it All for right, you. Perfect. All right, fantastic. <laughs> uh, Slade, your thoughts. Uh, I'm going to follow up with Joey here. Uh, so as y'all know, I keep a little list of things. Uh, the sound was nice, even though I got a little, I guess, repetitive. The soundtrack wasn't bad. Uh, the art style is pretty cute, a little endearing, you know, the way that people are. It never ceased to amuse me, like, kicking somebody and having them roll off or watching them <laughs> jump on. That never ceased to amuse me. Especially with the uh, spider at the beginning, I where like, like, you kick the spider yeah, to fix the bridge, kick- and the first thing he says is, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, in my notes, I actually listed that as bullying the NPCs. I just never got tired. <laughs> I never got tired of messing with them. Uh, but beyond that, the story is kind of meh. Uh, the platforming got a little annoying at some points. I don't know if y'all found this. 
because I had to look up a guide for this game, and I hate admitting that. Wow. Because in the first no, town... I did not find that. Shame. In, in the first town, <laughs> I ended up going underground and into, like, this cavern, and all it was was, Is like... It on the far right? No, it, it's on the far left. You have to collect these uh, three apples to unlock it, yeah. which I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went down yeah. there, and I'm like, this is just such a sharp tone of gameplay change. What the fuck happened? It's just an extra area to collect coins that you don't even need. They're valueless, really. Mm. Um, well, I had, I mean, you can buy little things with them, yes, but I mean, you have to buy, like, that, what, one thing in one town to get into the, the area where, where to, to get out, you had to jump in the bucket and be pulled back up the well. Yes, so yeah. you go down there, and then you go to the left, and there's, like, a little building. You find three yeah. apples, give it to the building, and I went down there, and that's why I was having a hard time with it. I was like, did Tim give me a challenging game? Is that what happened? <laughs> Looked up a guide, found out, oh, this is all optional. I don't have to go do this. I'm like, oh, all right. Um, yeah. Here, the biggest thing I hate in the world, I'm going to tell every developer this. Look, you have a walnut brain if you think this is for moving dialogue. Why is never to move dialogue? It's A, A to change to the dot. That drove me up the fucking wall having to press Y to get somebody to say the next thing. I, I really hate to be the bearer of bad news. I think you can change that in the office. It's the default. It's the default set. I hate bad controls with the passion, and that's just this is stupid. It's A. It is stupid because every time by default my I'd hit A and nothing happens. I'm here not thinking about it with my peanut brain, I guess. <laughs> Tapping A repeatedly, like why isn't this oh right, it's Y. Yeah. Um let's see what else. Oh, the middle stage serves no fucking purpose other than to go kick that dude's pots over in that little shop. Yeah, but that's part of the fun. I felt genuinely, (laughs) I felt so bad about breaking those pots because you break break the first one and he says, oh, don't worry, accidents happen. And then you go back and you smash every single one and he's just a sad man. And he's like, I guess I'm not going to sell anything today. (laughs) I, I, I didn't hear my annoyance because I'm having to walk through this area that does nothing for the plot and the gameplay. There's like some little collectibles. Sure, fine. But beyond that, it has nothing in I think it whatsoever. It, the, the, the center I think that's kind of no the purpose. fun, though, in that, in that, you know, exploring these little nooks and crannies and finding these cute little character interactions. Um, to me, you know, like when you find the little insects, for example, it really twigs in your mind that you're just like, hey, you know, there's going to be, you know, little things to explore. And a little, little cutscene. Yeah, little, just little, yeah. Um, little treasures and shit to find just in the game. Um, so the insects were really a fun one, especially in the mountain where you get the one who's doing like the little samba dance, you know, and like you know breaking. And then my I, last... think, I think the 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 insects actually, I think the insects are really uh, they they were a big big plus for me because I think while I was I was getting a little bit frustrated with the gameplay and it the simplicity of it, when you find one of the insects and he does a little dance, then. I felt like that was like a nice moment to stop and, and go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Cool. <laughs> uh, and from there, I didn't learn this till later. You could use the frogs to fast travel. What? So. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can use the frogs to fast travel. So, Joey, you did the same thing I did for that first boss. And you the can first also time. use the train to, to fast travel. You all the way the goddamn back, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. You can also, when you are not the train, you can also use yeah, that so to fast just, travel between anywhere no, you want. I knew about, I train, knew about the train. I didn't know about the frogs. I, I found that later while I was reading the guide for this fucking game. 
But they never said that in the game. No, they didn't tell you. You had the. They like, do. If you talk to the frog in the first dungeon, just say, if you ever need to go anywhere, let me know. They don't tell you. They do. Because mm. <laughs> I picked that up straight away. Well, I missed it. Must, I did a lot of unnecessary nice. walking. Yeah, walking. And that's why. Got to listen to the soundtrack notes. That's always nice. The soundtrack was quite Ooh. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's harmless, the soundtrack. It's, it's, there's like. It's one of these like quirky, upbeat, can do no wrong soundtracks. Yeah, on that, that's all I got. I think I think the, when you say the soundtrack's harmless, I actually think it would be fair to say the whole game is pretty much harmless, apart from when you're kicking seven bells out of a spider for no reason. I think it it was harmless. Or you're trying to kick an acorn to this like very specific oh, area was... to get a button. It's so fucking frustrating. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, so but frustrating. It's harmless. There was no. You're it's, not hurting anyone by kicking the acorn and trying to get it through a basketball hoop. It's. I'm hurting it, my um, own, like myself, my. Yeah. <laughs> my mental will to live. Did you guys manage to find all the little uh, mini games and stuff in like the main town, like base kit ball? No. Um, or base kick ball rather. I no, found base kit um, ball. Um. Yep. I didn't. I got stuff to help me play like the arcade machine in the main town, but by that point, yeah. I thought I'm not bothering going back and doing that. Yeah, that was that was essentially it. I had like the video game cartridge you could take to that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't even want to go back. Because if you now tell us, Tim, that those are the best bits of the game, I'm going to be really annoyed. No, no, <laughs> far from it. Far from it. Um, like to me, it's just the best part of the game is like uh, is is the tone more than anything. You know, again, like, the reason I picked this game is because it was super charming. Mm. Um, like in terms of its um, in terms of its tone, um, its, its characters, I think they're super fun. Um, nothing particularly memorable. There's like there's no one NPC that really sticks out, but there's a couple of interactions that really stick out. But do you me. not like, think um, that having no one NPC that is no one is memorable? Do you not think that that's a, a downside to this game? I don't even... If that's what the game was going for, in terms of you know, if the game was going to have was aiming to have memorable characters, that would be a downside. But what I think this game is aiming for more than anything is memorable interactions. I just um, I don't think I have any mem. I have frustrating like memories, but I don't have a memorable reaction. Like, but like the guy, for example, the music producer, where like you know he's got his, his whole floor is a keyboard. Yeah, and like you know. You like that's a completely optional bit, but the thing that you're there to do is to kick a horn so he can like put it in his his, his drum and bass track. You know, that's a really memorable thing to me because just the you know the setup and the punchline like it stuck with me. Do you know one character that guy I, who, I really did enjoy was you know when you were in the mines and you had to save the glow worm, the, the worms and the yeah, one, the one the worm. worm had gone off and drank radioactive water. I, yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was. I just enjoyed kicking the big I, glowing circular. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed around. kicking the shit out of him. I did not enjoy him. I enjoyed kicking him back up the cavern. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got it. Uh, I've got a little clip saved. Um, Satan, I use this program called Metal to like uh, yeah. save little highlights from our PC games. I have this one clip on Metal saved, um, and it's when the worm realizes what's happening with Mister Sunshine as he's like building a base in the volcano. I and think. It, like, <laughs> 
it zooms in and it's got all like the trigonometry shit going past his head. And yeah. it's just like, I understand now. Well, <laughs> it's, it's like that Zach Galifianakis meme, isn't it? Where yeah. he's trying to think, I think of that's stuff what it's Yeah. Tim, I think it'd be useful actually if, if you, you explain what the story of Pikaniku is because we've kind of touched sure. on little bits of it and the characters, but there's no tangible story to this, this conversation. Sure. So in terms of the story... Um, you play as a little red blob that sleeps in a mountain. And when you wake up, uh, you hear adverts of a guy called Mr. Sunshine who runs a company called Robocorp, or Sunshine Corp, I think it is. And his whole thing is that in the first town, his robots will collect corn uh, and junk in exchange for money for all the residents. And he's been doing this for a while. The residents love it because it's free money. But then as the game goes on, you find that the that Mr. Sunshine and his robots are slowly destroying the world, like cutting down the forest, uh, draining lakes, uh, and so on, like collapsing mines. And it turns out that Mr. Sunshine is looking for um, is looking to build like the perfect city and get rid of everyone who's currently there and replace them with perfect robots and have his own like it's Sorry, his own personal utopia. And your goal is to stop him. And along the way, you're mostly just um, interacting with characters, some who will help you on your quest, some that are there to be uh, more of a nuisance, but I think uh, that's you know part of the plot of the game. So, for example, you need to get something from a nightclub and a bouncer won't let you in unless you're cool enough. So you need to go and find some sunglasses. I was about to say, did everybody just buy the sunglasses when he told you to be cool, or did you buy anything else? No, you go and find the sunglasses. What? You oh, just I buy the sunglasses? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I went and found them. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, there's, there's little characters that help you along the way. There's some from previous villages. Uh, you end up, like, forming a resistance with a bunch of leaves in the forest to stop the deforestation. And they're the ones who take you to the volcano. It's just a good, it's just a good little romp. And like you said, I think three hours is about the perfect time for it. Can, can I tell you what I think it felt like is I, yeah. I feel like... Um, I know that the marketing for Pikiniku was aimed primarily at the Switch. I think it came out on the yep. Switch first. Um, and it felt like a launch title made to get younger kids to buy a Nintendo Switch. That, that's to what me, it felt like okay. to me. To me, it just felt right. like another Devolver digital game, which is not bad or good. It just seems like you say that like it's a bad thing. I know I say it like it's. I don't mean it that way though. It's just it seems like something straight out of their playbook. But like Devolver Digital are known for picking up quirky and interesting. That's what I mean. Yeah, that's. It just feels like Um, straight out of their playbook. When I saw Devolver Digital on the tag, I was like, okay, I I know what I'm going into. It's got to be something quirky and different, like. Yeah, because like Devolver, um, for those who don't know, they pick up. I guess, I guess they wouldn't go. Their their demographic isn't necessarily like the AAA market. It's for those looking for a really unique experience. Uh, so games like Carry On, where you where it's like a horror game set in a science facility, making a monster, mm. but you play as the monster. Yeah, uh, and it turns to like this stealth action game uh, slash Metroidvania. What else? Um, there's a game that they have called Observation where it's a story about a spaceship that ends up lost in space, but you play as the ship's AI that's going rogue. It's a a really interesting game. Oh, and the other one as well that comes to mind is Ape Out, where you play as a gorilla escaping from a facility, Um, and the whole... um, Every action you do is set to, like, jazz percussion. Um, Really crazy (laughs) game. Also, all the Serious Sam games, Hotline Miami. I feel like, and, and this isn't, like overly critical of Pikaniku, which I know I've been so far. There are there are redeeming features to it. There was stuff I really enjoyed about it. But 
to me, all of those games that you listed there sound much more memorable than this one. If you look at, like, I'm looking at their games they've released, it's like every sixth one you just kind of, like, know, if that makes sense. Well, like, I think the thing with Devolver Digital Digital Titles is that that they're looking to create, like, a whole experience. And again, that's why I think that the developers of Pikuniku weren't weren't necessarily looking for, um, how do I want to put this, Uh, memorable characters, but memorable moments more than anything. That, that's what I think Devolver are looking to do with their games. And I and I can completely respect that I own a number of Devolver games based purely on the fact of, oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. That's about and, it. And I think when, when you look at this game, I can honestly say I've not played a game that looks or played like this one. I think it, it, it like on a very <laughs> base level, it's a platformer where you go from left to right. Right. But yeah. I think the, the added mechanics of like your hats the define your yeah the kicking but the, then you get hats throughout the game that define what your your abilities are and i know that like adding abilities as you go through a platform so you can progress to the next level is nothing new nothing groundbreaking but i think the way that they delivered it in this was was unlike anything i've played before mm. and that's what i'm saying it's, it's looking for a unique experience i don't yeah. know why i keep thinking this but he controlled like a drunk mario I think yeah. it's because his legs are long and kind of clumsy. Yeah. yeah. You always went a little further or a little shorter than you expected every time. Yeah. It just depended how his legs were on. Because all the platforms are flat, you know? No. So, yeah. I tended to, I don't know if y'all did this, I tended to roll myself up into the ball just to move around yeah, quicker. Yeah, for sprinting. Yeah. yeah. That was your sprint. Um, I'm going to ask, Shining Light, What's the uh, what's the highest point of the game for you? Oh, good question. Um, I think I enjoyed the most, and and I'll come on to why it's not the best moment of the game, but the bit I enjoyed the most was where you got the pencil hat and you could add your own (laughs) stamp to the game. And Slade and I both know um, (laughs) that the reason why I can't say that this is the best moment because we both went down the extremely juvenile route, and I know this because Slade posted a clip of it to his Twitter, um, we both went down the extremely juvenile route of like, oh, well, he's giving us a space to draw. Well, let's draw a dick, of course. And, <laughs> and ended up with like walking through this lovely cutesy foresty world in mine. And then there's just a, a dick on the tree. It was. Uh, yeah. And it, on the scarecrow. And, and on, on the, the scarecrow. Store, yeah. But these that, that stuck out to me. I don't know if I can say it's a shining light. I guess a shining light would be the dancing bugs that were really cutesy. But um, yeah. the, the bit that stuck out to me the most was the, the pencil hat that allowed you to draw penises everywhere. I I just went with a, I just went with a cute smiling face. Well, that was played, about you it. have no sounds creativity, like, Tim. Sounds like you no played creativity. this as I have no creativity. You both went for dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, I'll give it some more original. Mm. I think you played it as intended. Yeah. I think so. Um, I think so. Slade, your shining light. Uh, when I saw the credits. No, I'm not going to be that mean to it. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm sorry. I, it's going to seem really weird, but uh, the interactions with the ghost in the tutorial, I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, and um, I don't know if this is a shiny moment, but I just thought it was neat watching the villagers go from like, "Oh God, he's the evil monster that they've heard about for centuries," to like, "Oh, he's just 
a nice guy. <laughs> I think I, I think I we should that point out that I don't I don't know if it's been mentioned that in the start, your first interaction with the villagers, they're all talking about this beast that lives in the mountain and they're referring to you and they all think you're this terrifying monster, but you turn out to be like really nice yeah. and friendly. To a degree, you, you know, what kicking was... people. Um I think the shining light for me probably in terms of moments, either the music producer, the one where you have to kick the horn, mm. just that punchline, you know, maybe you know that that got to me quite a bit. Or the um, what's called the one where you have to help the guy out with his toaster. Yeah, and like you end up kicking his toaster, and like this toast god comes out, and he's like, "Huh, there definitely was something wrong with that toaster then." And like that's all he has to say on them. <laughs> that was a really weird section. The the toast it was. chase scene. Tostora. I didn't have yeah, that. Tostora. You missed Did you not out find the Toast God? No, I saw that not. was very oh, bizarre. I don't, I don't know if I told y'all this. I had to, Sophie had to, or my girlfriend, she had to beat the second boss for me. The one where you're running away. <laughs> oh. Yeah, she ended up yeah. beating that one for me because I just like kept fucking up constantly and I was getting frustrated. She First try, she got so, it. So and I was, we've. We've learned that Slade needed a guide and needed someone else to complete the boxes for him. <laughs> I never had. Did the you older... play the game? <laughs> <laughs> I never had the older brother, so sometimes it's just nice to pass the controller to whoever is. Nice. She, well, I she used to did do that it. To, I used to do that to Tim. So my older brother thing was the younger brother. Yeah, pass the control off to me, and I'd go and do it. And if I couldn't yeah. do it, pass on to mum or dad. Yeah, <laughs> mum or dad never played it. No, mum was saying she, used to go, she got quite into Zelda. Yeah, yeah, I found this out years later. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, if we're looking at... um, If I'm just going through the little list of things I just want to check through here. So I know you're not a big fan of the bosses in this game, but if you had to pick yeah. a top one, I can see the look of Grimace on his face already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a bad feeling I'm going to come off as the negative person. It's all right. I had my yeah. turn in the Undertale episode. It's now your go. No, yeah. Um, no, I don't think any of them are really that memorable. It just seemed like this was the next thing I needed to do. But like, if you had to have a favorite, it, just, boss, it felt more like a task at hand. If you had to pick one and said this was the best one of these, I don't know. I, I guess the Mister Sunshine fight because it felt like there was a little weight to it, and I actually oh, enjoyed that one the, like most. the little like, pit thing. Yeah, the little pit. And so essentially, the Mister Sunshine fight. There's a uh, pit that you're down in, and he like takes away part of the floor. And you have to dodge his lasers. That might be the only one I found fun. I thought the first one and the third one um, were a little too easy, if that makes sense. Like the first one, you just have to kick an acorn at a certain time. Yeah. I thought it was going to be harder to kick the acorn because it's so hard to control Piku Niku's legs. I don't even know if that's the monster's name. It's just a monster. Uh, yeah. The beast. Um, I'm bad at – I'm awful at timing, so the second one, no, and the third one was rather See, easy. you say it's rather easy. I don't think it's the point of this game to be hard. I think it is – No, I don't think so either. I think it's meant to be like just a uh, – as I said earlier, a cute little romp, you know, that like you're walking through the forest, step on a twig, and there's an, you know, there's an event that happens. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Um, Joey, your favourite boss? Um, I, I quite enjoyed the chase one. I think um... – I think the chase one, although Slade, I know you've made your feelings quite clear on it, it it, um, it felt like a really big 
environment and you're this shrimpy little tiny guy as i said before he's actually he's pink like a shrimp as well so shrimp like in every way um but he he's he's you you beast the beast sorry the the shrimp that you play as you have to go from left to right and once you reach the end it, it kills it for you but but i think it was quite enjoyable having to go through it at speed it never felt like there was any peril in this game until yeah. you got to that second boss in my opinion and i, I enjoyed the, that the I most think, I, think. I was always waiting for something to like kill me or do something you know as, as joey touched on earlier it feels like there's something more sinister or it's going to take a dark turn but it just yeah. stays cute the whole time. Honestly, I thought when they were calling you the beast at the start, I thought you'd go through this cutesy game and actually it's a bit like Spec Ops mm. and you get to the end and it turns out that you're this brutal monster that's actually been killing everything that you've been in your path. Because I think that's how they almost set it up with Mr. Sunshine and his chanting of free money. I just I felt that there was something so much more coming that never actually right. arrived. That's fair. Tim, what, what was your favourite boss? Favourite boss for me was probably either the chase or the or the one on the lake. Um, the one where you have to like kind of dip between the three platforms before you can go out and like get sucked up into his little water hose. Um, yeah. And, um, and you have to like clog that up. I think the water hose thing uh, kind of reminded me of the Sonic Mania boss fight, if either of you have played that. No. There's one in... Uh, I want to say it's Factory Zone 2, where you have to do a similar thing. We have to get sucked up into a water jet to clog it. Just kind of reminded me of that. Um, you know, I'd, I'd probably say either one of those two. I feel I feel a little bit bad because it seems a little bit like, Tim, you've come here with this like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and expecting us to have had a really nice, charming adventure. And Slade <laughs> and I are just dumping on it from from a really high height. Um, <laughs> well, like, if, if you guys didn't have a good time with it, that's okay. That's what that's kind of what the point of this thing is. Yeah. You know, it's a yeah. discussion. No, no. Good. I'm glad y'all feel that way. Yeah. Like, it's 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 a discussion. Like and like, you know, if you didn't have a good time with it, you didn't have a good time with it. Mm. Like I personally found it to be quite memorable just based purely on its charm, I think. Can I can I ask you a point uh, a question Tim? Um as as Piku Niku resident expert, what was the point in the beach? <laughs> the beach uh, is a fun little area. But there's yeah, that, just on the left side of the mountain, the far left side, and you had to get the hat that waters plants so you can climb up. As we already yeah. established, I had no idea there was fast travel, so I went from nearly the far right all the way back to the far left because I knew <laughs> that it could get there, only to climb up there, and the only thing be there is some scenery, and I just thought, what a waste of time. What a waste of my time. <laughs> I mean... Going all the way there. You might not have thought it was a waste of time if you... Um if you'd known about the fast travel. But I didn't. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, I, I, I genuinely sat there and I went left and right. I dived, dove to the bottom of the sea bit that you could go to, mm-hmm. search high. I went for the Slade thorough, thorough approach. <laughs> Only to be like, there was nothing here apart from a crab that I walked past and that was it. I think After, I think it's just a nice little bit of respite, oh, more than anything. Just a bit of you know. But the whole I, game is respite. The yeah. The whole thing is so slow. You take it at your own pace. Why do they need an area that you then stick in to go? Well, why don't you have a rest? That you have to go to the fucking left side of the map, which you nowhere near. But the whole game just to end up sitting still and going. Well, now I've got to walk back to the fucking right side. 
I don't understand why it was there. And if it's there, put it in the bit by the lake where there's a beach anyway. Oh, it pissed me off. Oh, you could have put it in the middle, which is nothing. It's nothing but rest. The middle is nothing but rest. Well, like, in terms, normally, if, you, if, you, if you're comparing the, the rest of the game to the beach, right? The beach is like meant to be just a point of relaxation. That's it. That's all it's there for. But why is it a point of relaxation when you have to go trek all the way back to the start? With it's like Metroidvania. You've got end-game level stuff to do whatever you want, and then they use it to go grow a flower, have a nice walk. It's like that makes no sense to me. There's, I don't think. I think a lot of this game doesn't make sense, and that's by design, though. Um, um, I think I need to have a breathe because yeah, I think by the sounds of it. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put a lot of reverb on your voice from that to make it sound like a lot more powerful. <laughs> put some backing track behind me just so it's like an evil villain's yeah. speech. Yeah. Oh man. I just from the sound of this, I feel like this is gonna have some mixed reactions because I know we rate this, you know, at the end. Um. Now, I was going to say, normally I'm very thorough with games because, you know, if I feel like there's a story and I need to dig, I like to be a little thorough. But with this, after I had to go through that cavern and found out that was unnecessary, I was like, whatever, whatever keeps me going to the right, whatever keeps me moving. <laughs> That's, that, that brought up my See, I, I was really <laughs> thorough. I, I was aiming for 100%, but I don't think I got it. Let me double check. Maybe we should play uh, Dead Cells again, and this time y'all be thorough, and I'll just walnut braid it. <laughs> right, so I'm missing about five achievements in this game. Because um, I tried to be quite thorough. So we can't call you the Piku Niku expert then, since you haven't. No, I, I'm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm not some sort of law <laughs> mage on this one. You know, there's um, there's stuff that I miss, but there's there's some stuff that's like you know, finish a cooperative level in three minutes. You know, and if I'm playing on my own, that's not something I can do. We should have done the cooperative stuff. I don't know why any of us didn't. Now that I'm well, because about I that did the loud. I did the first playthrough on my own and thought, well, I don't want to do that again, um, but. Yeah. I've, I've just looked up the right way to play Piku Niku, and the speed run of it is seven seconds long, and that, that sounds great. That sounds well worth The game the is seven <laughs> seconds long if you speed run it. Yeah. Even I didn't look that up. Hang on. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'll edit uh, all this No, out. that's... I was wrong. Tim, cut all of this out. It's a lie. Uh, there we go. Any percent... 34 minutes and sense. 7 seconds. Um, I think that's fair. I think, I think I'd give it 34 minutes and 7 seconds. I wouldn't give it the three and a half hours I played. I think I was in it for like five or oh, so. Oh, you were looking at the base kick co-op um, speed run. Yeah, I think the game took me five hours to beat. It, I beat it in three. But that was... I like that, that you did a lot of wasted time. Five hours, and yours was the oh, I'll just speed through it. This isn't thorough slate. This is five hours, <laughs> getting as far as I can, as quick as I can, slate. I am, like yeah. I said, I was quite thorough on mine. It took me about three hours. Imagine if I was being thorough. Mm. <laughs> still be there to this day. <laughs> yeah, I'd still be. Sorry, guys, I didn't beat it. Oh. <laughs> but um, I think that kind of wraps up our thoughts. Um. I personally liked it. Joe and Slade, it seems like, you know, not exactly the top of your guys' list. 
Um, so Slade, can I ask, would you recommend Piki Niku? I don't want to bash it because I don't feel like I should bash it, but it's not in my recommended. So five out of ten is just a meh, middle of the road for me. So that's that's the score you're going for is five out of ten. Yep. Joey. Okay. I, I don't mean that in a mean way. I would just like to point this out. It's just, it's in the middle. You know, it's just a mad game. I don't uh, mean that to be, you know, a dick. I think that I would have scored it lower if it were not for the dancing bugs that brightened my day every time I saw them. <laughs> so I would have agreed with, with Slade with a 5.0, but I'm going to go for a 5.5. Oh, that's fair. And, 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 and I think recommend if you have a young child that you want to entertain for an hour or so. I was thinking about playing it like on a plane, you know, if I was just stuck yeah. on an airplane with nothing else to do, it's, it's perfect for that, but it's not something I want to sit at my house where I have other things I could do or play. It's not, it is perfect for the that. switch. It, it's perfect. It, it, yeah. And some people will take that as a dig. It's not, if, if you're traveling, you know, you sit on the bus plane, whatever. It's perfect. For like, that. for example, if I'm, uh, I think, I think um, the platform that we play it on is important for this because uh, Sade and I both played on PC. Joey, you played on Xbox. If I played, if you guys played this on Switch when you're out and about and doing things, wasn't know, waiting for a bus or whatever, um, then I probably would have enjoyed it more. Exactly. Um, so, like, for example, I've got Wheel of Fortune on the Switch. I don't want to sit down and play it on the PC, but if I've got like you know waiting for a train <laughs> and I've got ten minutes to kill, yeah, I'll play some Wheel of Fortune. Um, like, yeah, I think the platform would I make think, a big difference. I think that's fair, but I also think that maybe they should consider that before they release it everywhere. Yeah, I sure. don't. I don't want to make that a qualifier, but my, I'm going to stay with the five. Yeah, Joey's five point five. Um, Tim, Tim, I'm going to go with seven point five. Okay, what? I I enjoyed it, and you, I um, you make I, us play a game you think is a seven point five? How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> Joey and I were talking about this. We were talking about chucking in some shit games every now and again. <laughs> well, you can see if you follow um, at Game Club Pod, tweeting about choosing games and and throwing in sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. It's uh, yeah. Who knows? I think maybe. I think the controversy is what would make a discussion in in yeah. this podcast, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, this game, it's not, like, obviously top of my list, but I think it's a fun little um, fun little romp, and, uh, I don't know, it just really twigs something with me. But I think I think that's about our thoughts. I'd give it, like, a, what did we say, 7, 7.5, 5.5, and a well, 5? I yeah. have the scores for for the three games that we've reviewed so far, okay. and um, the average scores of them. And I mean, it's it's not a surprise to say that um, Undertale is is top of that leaderboard with nine point two out of ten, followed by Dead Cells on a seven point three, and then Piku Miku has six. Um, I think that's right. fair. Yeah. I think I think also Slate going back to you saying to Tim you made us play a seven point five. That's exactly what I gave Dead Cells in the first episode. So we've got yeah. two of three on seven point five from I, the one who I chose it. I was so it. nice. I was like, let's pick this game. It's fun. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think was thinking, that, oh, I think the opposite I think approach that, of you two. 
that that segues quite nicely on being really nice with the game that we've chosen for next next time's episode and we've all so we had this discussion before around what what game it should be and i thought i'm going to choose a game that is really one that i really love um and one that, that i hold very dear to me and as i say this i can see slade rolling back his eyes if you follow him on twitter or the at the game at game club pod i'm plugging that if you follow at game club pod on twitter you'll know slade's initial thought on it uh, it's resident evil 4 um it's yeah i mean i've been playing resident evil village um i'm i'm nearly all the way through that and i thought are you this, enjoying it resident evil village yeah, I am. No, I really am. I think it's like a hybrid okay. between four and seven. I know. I know that you didn't have a great thought on seven. No, but... Tim. Tim yells at me for this, but I think seven could be a hundred percent better, and I'd probably like it a lot more if it ended right when you escaped the house, essentially, and the people. Yeah. And if it didn't have the ending on the boat, I would actually have that game. It's like an eight out of ten. I don't. I, I really do. I really do. Tim doesn't get it. I, I. I. It's not that I don't get it, and it's not that you're saying, "Hey, the game would be better if you ended on the uh, ended out on the house." I think it'd be fantastic. Then I. I. I That's not what I'm yelling I at do. you for. The thing that yeah. I yell at you for is when you say the boat doesn't make sense. When it, it does make sense, sense, you read the fucking notes in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I think that's bad storytelling if you have to no, explain the ending. No, no it's that. good storytelling yeah, so. because you're doing a survival horror game. <laughs> yes, and I've done my survival horror and I got out of there is my point. That's the end. But you're not understanding but, the story if you're not reading the story. The story is there's a dude who wants to shove something in my hand and I don't want that to happen. I, I would have a much better time without it, but that's this is my opinion of it. But wouldn't you like to know why he wants to shove it in your hand? Is, yeah. No, not really. Not really. Well, you then you're not game. invested in the story, and that's a different <laughs> I, matter I, entirely. I, <laughs> I feel like that. Um, I, I completely understand your point, Slade. However, if they didn't have that extra bit, and, and I know that we've gone off on a tangent here. This is Piku Niku, not Resident Evil Resident Seven. Evil. They're very similar yeah. games. Very similar. Um, but <laughs> if if they frustrating. didn't, if they didn't have that. <laughs> I think that you couldn't class it as a Resident Evil. They needed to have that to tie it into what the original ones were. Otherwise, you would be I, playing Amnesia the Ninth with guns. It's you know, it's I, it's. I would like to point out as well that that was my first Resident Evil game I had ever played. That's sacrilege, and and that's also why the boat. You can see now why I'm like, why are we on a boat? Who are these? You know, just confused. You you own an original. You own a copy of ET. But you've yep. never played Resident <laughs> Evil One. No, because as okay. a kid, I thought they were. As a kid, I thought they were scary games, and now I know they're not scary games whatsoever. I need to get more of the. I'm just looking through my Steam library. I need to get more of the Resident Evil series on here because I've got um, I've got Resident Evil Four, Five, uh, Seven, and Revelations. But I, yeah, I want to well, get one, two, three, and zero. Don't worry, I'm I'm going to take you through a bit of a, a comprehensive timeline of Resident Evil up from from one to four, and and a quick spoiler: four is not Resident the fourth Resident Evil game; it's something like the ninth. Yeah. So, oh, lovely. I'll I'll take you through um, a, a whistle stop we, tour. Tim was watching me play, and actually, well, like I said, I always take notes. Here's a little behind the scenes stuff for you. We all chat obviously very regularly, um, 
And Tim did hear me praise the game last night. Did I? For the one thing, <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> the one thing I truly and I really like about the game so far is the inventory system. I think that's really cool. You're not yeah, just it's... shoving shit in a box. That's you know, well, in a, it's, in a yeah, bag I, of holding. You have to organize it, and I, I love that. That to I've, me is cool. That's a I've, neat mechanic. I've started the running order for Resident Evil Four, and Briefcase Simulator is is a point on there. It's yeah, it's it's pretty cool. But no, we'll, we'll I say something that. you'll have to tune in in two weeks for. Yeah, yeah exactly. We can, y'all yeah. can listen to me yell and those two say why I'm wrong. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that'll just about do it. So if you tune in in two weeks time, we'll have Joey hosting with our episode on Resident Evil 4. Don't forget to follow Game Club Pod. Yep, Game Club Pod on Twitter. If you want to follow our individual Twitters, uh, I know Joey, you don't really use it all too much. It's, um, it, they're all in the bio on the, the Game oh, Club perfect. Pod. So if you follow Game yeah, Club Pod, good, you'll find us all. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. It, you can find me at Wembembo. Um, Slade, where can they find you? Uh, at Slade Plays Games on Twitter and Twitch. Perfect, and Joey. You can find me at, at Game Club Pod. Perfect. Remember at Game Club Pod. At Game Club that's, Pod. That's the big one to follow because you can keep up with a lot of things. Uh, you know, you can find the Game Club Podcast Twitter account being mean to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exclusive. I was I was mean to Tim as well when he told me that Super Mario Sunshine was his favorite Souls like game, which yeah. I really enjoyed. <laughs> well, think, think of um, think of the Game Club Pod Twitter as like the main branch of the tree in our individual accounts, are like the little twigs. You know, they're just there. Yeah, yeah, perfect. The little shrimpy, little shrimpy twigs. Yeah, little shrimpy twigs. Oh. All right, um, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll see you all in two weeks. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Toodles.